And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. Well, 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 welcome to episode 79 of Down on the Docks. My name's Chris Neff, and I don't do this show by myself. Got somebody sitting across from me with a big smile on his face. Dave, Sarah, how are you? Hello. Ready to produce your guts out today? Yes. Okay, we like to hear that. Uh, guys, thanks for all the positive uh, feedback on Hail Satan. Um, yeah. We enjoyed <laughs> I got some messages from some... Uh some members. Some DST members. Yeah. Yeah, they're friendly they're people. Like, Great job. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah. I was like, eh, cool, man. Yeah. I'm a Christian. Just so you know, I'm a Christian. You can be both, bro. Like, you like, can be bro. Christian and part I didn't of say that. the they never, Nobody temple. ever messaged me. Um, yeah, we even, uh, I think we mentioned last episode, got some of the original Church of Satan. Yeah. Um, the Anton LaVey people interested. That's right. So that's cool. Like we did the, have a little bump in numbers because of them, I think. Oh, good. Good to hear. I don't look at the numbers because I don't care because I, I, I'm i more concerned about the art. I have to look. I know. It's, it's thrown in my face every week, <laughs> week in, week out. I'm These on the are creative, your numbers. I'm on the creative side. Yeah, yeah. You're on the production side. Right. Somehow I'm the only one bringing the creativity to the podcast. Yeah, I don't you know just sit there accurate. and read the transcript of the accurate. show, though. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, before we do, if you're new to the show, uh, we invite you to join our community, which you can find at Down on the Docks, no K in Docks, on Twitter. D-O-C-S. Down on the Docks Pod. Clever. Down on the Docks Pod on Instagram. And of course, shoot us an email if you have something to add or a suggestion at downonthedocks at gmail.com. And of course, if you want to go deeper, Become a friend. Join the Discord. We'll wave at you as soon as you come in. Yeah. That link can be found in all of our bios online. Now, we've tamed the AI. I'm excited. Um, we're going to talk uh, about an uh, interesting... You, you In the mood for a scam? We haven't done a scam in a while. Uh, <laughs> Dude, this whole podcast feels like a scam. Let me just tell you. <laughs> You're like, I'm getting I'm scammed out of my gas money? My food no, money? No, no, no. It's all good. Um... Yeah, I'm down for a scam. We haven't done one in a while. This is one of the rare ones where you don't even tell me anything before it at all. You just yeah. Stop looking at my my notes. I'm looking at them. <laughs> Fuck like, you. Okay. B C A D. It's called Bitcoin. Oh, we're doing a Bitcoin one? Uh-huh. Oh, fuck It is me. available right I'm gonna now. I'm going to have so many things to say that so many people are going to get angry at. Uh, good. And I say bring it. Now, Dave, before we go any further, you know how they do those disclosures? Like, you know, like there's a news magazine, like 60 Minutes, and they're reporting. And they're like, oh, by the way, we are a parent uh, owned oh, by the parent Oh, we are affiliated company. by Bob's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before yeah, we yeah, get yeah. in, <laughs> it is important that I say, I hold some Bitcoin. I got okay. a little, little Ether. Okay. Sure. Got some hacks that sure. somebody gifted me years ago. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Ralph Ganistan. Yeah, He's awesome. Uh, Ralph Ganistan, but I'm, yeah. I just mean the hexagons in general. Yeah, you know, let them have their fun. Yeah. And then I've got. Um, yeah, but not at the expense of other. People. I think I've got um, uh, Cardano. Yeah. And then I've got um, what do you call it? The one the government was dealing with forever. Oh, XRP. XRP. Ripple? I think they're still dealing with it. No, no, it's over. Completely over. Uh, yeah. Huh? And then. <clears throat> um, okay. Never mind. I remember buying Loop Ring. 
because it was wow. attached to GameStop. I, I think I have six million space safe space, moons, safe moons somewhere, <laughs> probably, or sixty-eight million or something. Before we get into that, that sixty-eight million. I might have talked about this on the That's show. That's all. So you know, we used to do a good amount of trading these shit coins, and my favorite shit coin story is my buddy who knows nothing about anything. And he calls me up and he's like, you got to get on this safe moon shit. Uh-huh. And I'm like, bro, it's got to be a scam. And he's like, well, here's the thing. I had to do like 12 different things and it took me like six hours to transfer it. I remember I was and I'm there. Like, I'm like, it's 2 a.m., dude. I can't do this. And then a week later, he's like, yep, shot up like uh, 80% or 80, 80x. And I turned like, you know, I can't remember the exact number, but he's like, I put in like two grand, walked out with 50. And I'm like, you motherfucker. And it's, of course, you know, I didn't want to do all the steps and the work. Yeah, do all the steps. So I bought it. And I remember like taking a small loss on it. Safe Moon was the only one that the only one that I didn't sell. I just it's lost. Oh, you still it's, have it? It's lost somewhere. Didn't I it mean, go to it, zero it, or something? I have no idea. It was like two hundred or one hundred and fifty dollars worth. Yeah. But all my other shit coins, they were all consolidated <laughs> into a slightly less shit coin, which then yeah. got the consolidated into Ethereum. Uh huh. And then I sold that. Like oh, and two I have, years. Ago. I do have some Ethereum too. Anyway, so let's, I'm all out of the big. So I I own nothing currently. We got out of our all that stuff Except out of the way. For MREs. So you know. <laughs> Tw- By the way, twenty five hundred of them. <laughs> Dave, why don't you go ahead and make? Your I, t- I bought a, I bought a, I bought twenty five hundred MREs for a dollar each, so twenty five hundred dollars. It's yep. a pallet of MREs. Uh-huh. It's supposed to last. Tell them I, what an MRE is. It's a meal ready to eat. Uh-huh. This, this one is from the Marine Corps. Apparently, they're really only good for about six years. That's not, not true. Guy I, found a box of them from the sixties. I know, and they opened them up. Yeah, and they ate like kings. Yeah, I don't know about that because I've eaten one from about. 10 years ago, right. and it was not good. But why did you buy these MREs? Because we're not going to have an election. But regardless of that, uh-huh. and, I, and the, the, water, flat. the water purification <laughs> system works great on a flat earth, obviously. But um, I'm not saying the earth is flat. The earth might be flat or is much bigger than they say it is. Okay, we're not getting into the flat earth garbage. Just now, may, can, can I make a suggestion? If you bought 2,500 uh, MREs, might I suggest you also buy... 2500 bottles of Pepto Bismol because hmm. you're not going to be able to fucking shit. Aha. Uh-huh. I thought you'd ask this question. Oh, you did. <laughs> There's actually, per the instructions, military uh-huh. grade instructions. Yeah. Oh, and you got to trust our military. You trust our military. Uh, 100% I trust our military. <laughs> okay. Until we start making immigrants part of the military. Okay, okay, next. Anyway, you have to eat the gum that it comes with. Don't just chew it. It's, you got to chew it and eat it. It's a shit gum. It's a diuretic. Okay. It's like a, what do they call it? A, 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 a laxative, sort of. Yeah. Because all the food <laughs> in those MREs, they make, they essentially make you constipated. Yeah. So, because you're going to be out in the fields for days in uh-huh. the fucking Viet Cong and shit. So, where are you going to store these 2,500 MREs? They're MRs? already in my garage. They're oh, already in the store. Pallet wrapped up, dry space. Wrapped up. Okay. Dry space. Guys, let's get into this. They, the motherfuckers. <laughs> Get this. Uh-huh. Motherfuckers took the pallet. They wanted... I was like... Of course they did. It's four I'm bucks. Like, I'm like, hey, dude. That was... No, dude. Come on. Yeah, please. No, they take They're it. like, no, we got to take the pallet. I'm like, it makes everything so much harder. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, you have to... So I just went and bought one real quick and transferred and it. And then what, passed them over? No, they brought in the pallet. They tra- I transferred it by hand, uh-huh. and then they took the pallet. Dave, what's this show about? Documentaries, dude. <laughs> okay. Let's go. So- just so everybody knows, uh, it's about documentaries. So let's get into documentaries. This documentary. Everybody is needs this. to listen to our world class banner. I know. And that's all they tune in for. I know. And, and then, then gonna, they're done. And then they're tuning to the end to see <laughs> here if we said their name or some shit. Yeah. Okay. Bitcoin. Yeah. New release on Netflix just came mm-hmm. out. Directed by Brian Storkel. 
Okay, we this film opens and we see an image of a guy. He's probably like 30, young 30s, and he's being fitted uh, for a custom suit. There's like two tailors on his left, three down below. And he's got, you know, when you get fitted by the tailors, they put you in that three-sided mirror thing. Yes. And the mirror says, damn, you look good. Yeah. Um, you slap your ass and shit and yeah. do, do some 360s. It, you can tell it's a high quality joint. There's one a of those crystal chandelier above this yeah. thing. And then we hear the interviewer off camera. Um, and he says, in the eyes of society, you're looked at as a criminal. What are your thoughts about that? Well, Ray Trapani. Uh, he responds and he says, I don't mind being looked at as a criminal, really. It's tough. I mean, I was doing crimes my whole life, scamming and shit like that. Right away, you can tell this guy's a fucking greaseball. Okay. okay. Um, and to even like push this I couldn't point tell by the accents. A little right. further. Uh -huh. Next shot, he's taking a sip of brandy while he's getting fitted by the tailors. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. The director's probably, you know, offered that as like, hey, do you want to take your grease ball niche a little yeah. further? Sure. So, you know, the tailor says, oh, you're a scammer? And he goes, yeah, scammer. I just think he, things have changed. You know, it's not that easy to just... <laughs> he fucking, he gets his suit fit and just runs out. <laughs> Shit. So I, I was ready for it. He's like, it's, you know, it's not that easy to just work hard and buy a house. Nowadays, you got to figure out some sort of way to finesse the system. Mm -hmm. It's modern day America. Uh, how much exactly did you take in total? Uh, on paper, $32 million, But like in reality, made a few hundred million. Uh, that's good. Yeah, true pennies. <laughs> true pennies. I've never heard that. Phrase. It really is true pennies. Uh, would you do it again? Uh, I always go back to the point of if I knew it 100% that I was going to make $30 million doing something illegal, would I do it? Would I not? Well, now we see an article from the New York Times, and it's titled Two Founders of 32 Million Centra Virtual Currency Project Are Arrested. And then we're back to Randy's He's like, yeah, I'd lean on that risk. Well, title card up. We got Bitcoin, and we're going to flash back to 2017. Okay. Now, before we go any further, have you ever heard of this fraud, Centra? No. Okay. I never heard of it too, either. And I, you know, I, I think I know a lot about this shit, but I never heard of this I one. I only really know about Mount Gox and then we're going to get to that later. The more recent ones. Yeah. So next we meet a New York Times journalist by the name of Nathaniel Popper. Um, and he says, you know, I'm covering, you know, cryptocurrency at the Times and I'm the only person taking this stuff seriously. And all the editors are like, crypto's a joke. And I'm like, you know, there's something real going on here and this is worth covering. And he, he I, I knew that people cared about Bitcoin, all right? There was a very passionate group of Bitcoiners. And then we see these videos from YouTube, and you see these guys, I trust in Bitcoin. I trust in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is my life. Bitcoin made me a millionaire. This is digital gold. And, you know, you're seeing these people. And by the way, let's take a quick break here or pause. When did you first buy Bitcoin or when did you first hear about it? Hear about it? Yeah. Oh, I heard about it in, I mean, very early. 20, right. Do you remember what it was 2011, worth? maybe? Yeah. Well, At that time when I first heard about it, yeah. I mean, 2011, what was it worth? I mean, I don't, I can't, can't remember. You're talking a couple hundred bucks, maybe. The very means, I, I remember even buying it one time and getting ecstasy once off of tour. 
And uh, is that the Silk Road? You know, it was it was another means I found through uh, the free node through MIRC stuff. But um, I want to say I paid. It was almost a hundred. I think it was one hundred twenty-five dollars for a Bitcoin when I yeah. first purchased one. Yeah. But it was like literally the time that and I now found out. And just for our, our listeners, for some perspective, yeah. now it's at fifty-two thousand dollars. Yeah. So I mean, you're, you're looking at one of the but again, largest too, I know it's, increases, and it's so crazy too because obviously. I mean, not a lot of people thought of it as a stored value at that time, obviously. And Still like, isn't. But like it was the price of it never really mattered to people who wanted to use and who used Bitcoin or thought that it was cool because the price was always really okay, obviously it's dependent on okay, it's like dependent on the US price. And I get you can trade goods and services in Bitcoin if you're using Bitcoin in your everyday life, sure, whatever. But Everybody always thought it was just, it was just going to be okay. You buy like whatever the, you want to buy the the drugs for a hundred dollars. All you have to do is put in a hundred dollars of Bitcoin, uh, whatever it's worth at the time, and get the Bitcoin back. You know what I mean? Like yeah. well, there was no like it didn't matter what my the, point what the is. Value my point is me asking was. is, yeah. uh, and I'm going to take a shot in the dark here and say in 2017 it was probably three to six hundred bucks a coin. My right, guess. right, right. But again, but again, like right, like so, but. Even then, like it doesn't really matter because you're only using it for the the value of the transfer, right? So, well, each if you Bitcoin bought it back then and you sure. held it now, no, of course, no, you bought it as a store of value. You hold it as a store of value, but I'm sure what happened in 99.99 percent of those cases yeah. was somebody bought, you know, three Bitcoin because it was an even number, sure. and they only spent three is not an even number. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> when I say is they bought three Bitcoin because it came out to the Oh, the, got the it. American dollars yeah, came out to around to buy them. their drugs, and then it was like more, and the residual right. was like you know. I know a lot of people who found pretty like a few thousand dollars, shit like that. Yeah, and of course, uh, did I tell you my great idea for a business? What's that? What I want to do is get into business. You know those people that buy old uh, computers? <laughs> no, no, it's a huge business. No, I don't know. I mean, but like, what do you mean by old computers? How old? Just like used parts? Yeah. Used parts. Okay, not, yeah. don't say old. Yeah. Yes, I know plenty of people who buy used computer parts. Think about all those people that are in that business that bought computers from people where they lost their crypto on it. It's crazy. And didn't know how to get it. Oh, it's crazy. And then you discover it and say, I've got it. Who's lost it? Uh, and then you're like... Well, there's that one famous... Not famous, but there's that one scene from, uh, from um, Silicon Valley where one of the billionaires, he's basically in the trash heap yeah. looking for a jump drive that has... It's a guy that's been doing that in billion England dollars. for years. He's been hanging out at the, the landfill. It's just going over in sections because he's got like $300 million in crypto and he knows that his trash got thrown out in this landfill. Anyway, let's get moving that's on. That's crazy. Another guy. You know, these are YouTube guys. Yo, your boy. Your boy is officially a Bitcoin millionaire. By the way, personal pet peeve of mine... If you refer to yourself as boy in the third person, specifically your boy, yeah, drives me insane. Sure. Anyway, your boy, your boy, it's your boy. Um. So another YouTuber's like, I just made sixty four grand, you know, in a day, you know, and doing zero work. In the middle of twenty seventeen, you had the rise of the initial coin offering, which of course is known as an ICO. And um, this is when projects are coming out overnight and they're raising tens of millions of dollars and it became a phenomenon. Now, I'm aware 
of this phenomenon from 2020, but I wasn't around or even remotely connected to crypto in 2017. But, so, but you know how you must have known about Bitcoin. I heard about Bitcoin, but I didn't. I when I hear about like the, all these altcoins taking off, I thought that was in 2020, but it happened uh, three yeah, years before. Pro, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say 2016, like when Twitch yeah. really started, kind of. Well, yeah, and then like they feature Tezos, which is still out today, I believe. Yeah. And that's uh, on like the Coinbase. Yeah, there's like the Coinbase like top, but you thirty. S- they yeah, show all these like, returns of like two hundred twenty eight percent. You know, one hundred seventy four percent, two hundred thirty two million raised, five hundred million raised. Jordan Belfort uh, makes a quick appearance. You know him, of course, from The Wolf of Wall Street, and he says every day I see three or four new offerings of Bitcoin. And the next one saying, this will be better than Bitcoin. You're going to get rich overnight. Well, it's cryptomania, okay? And uh, you hear about these people that are becoming millionaires at the age of 24. ICOs are going to change the world. And Popper describes it as an economic frenzy that really had not been seen before cryptocurrencies. And he says, ICOs allowed anybody to start selling and marketing financial products without a bank account. And there were scams and frauds everywhere. Everybody could create an ICO. Anybody could do it. And Centra was the archetype of what was wrong with cryptocurrency. Hmm. So next shot, we see... How do they explain... So, okay, never mind. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to start explaining what we're Centra talking about is. Centra, yeah. Well, next we see Ray, and he's like extremely well-groomed. And he's a good-looking dude. But he's just... In every time you see him on frame there's something douchey about him okay and in this one he's fucking vaping away Uh and he just has this arrogance about him italian italian yeah fucking guinea (laughs) yeah so he's like crypto was just this this new unfound territory completely unregulated by the sec and anytime you find a market like that you just have to figure out how to exploit the market we didn't know anything about this fucking business. He's got ravioli nipples. But it didn't matter. It was too easy. We lied. We cheated. We made millions of dollars. And now I'm facing over 100 years. Ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be a criminal. <laughs> wow. It was never like, I want to be a doctor or, you know, I'm going to be a scientist. Now, my initial response is, this guy sounds like he's seen Goodfellas too many times. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I like how, like... On the on the wall, it's like, all right, you can be a fireman or an astronaut or a police officer or yeah. whatever. And he's like, no, I want to be. And she's pointing. He's like, you want to be a police officer? No, 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 no. And it's the guy that the police officer is like. from? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> please, he's like taking him in. He's if got the stripes. I, if I could have put in my yearbook, I would have put, I want to be. I look a, good in stripes. I want to be a criminal. My mom was a single mom of three boys. I wish my dad was around. He just wasn't. He was a complete fucking loser. And, you know, that's that. Well, next we meet his childhood friend, Andrew. And he's like, Ray's always tried hard, okay? He was trying to be somebody from the streets. He is a tryhard, it already sounds like. And he's not someone from the streets, (laughs) all right? He's from Atlantic Beach. Yeah, he's from a fucking suburb. Where the beaches are. Suburbskis. So let's go to Atlantic Beach in 2009. And his childhood friend, Andrew, says at the time... The area was flooded with oxys, and we're already full-blown drug addicts at this point. Mm-hmm. And I loved the kid at the time. Ray, he was like one of the first best friends I had. You know, we started filling scripts. 
we met some kid who stole a prescription pad and that prescription pad got stolen from him. We ride about 120 oxys. Took the prescription and went to Walgreens. They filled it. It was always a cool feeling when you hit that first mark. Fucking all amped up. You have the whole prescription pad. No this one guy's misses. doing the gayest fucking drug deals ever, too, and he feels like his rush. Well, he's young at this point. How old is he? Well, he's 32 when this comes out, so he's probably in his mid-20s back then. Mm. Knowing this is an unlimited money glitch. My freezer was <laughs> full of a 1,000 pills. Yeah, there was no money glitch. Well, how much were you making? And he's like, we're making like 5,000 a day on a good day. On a good day. On a good day. Wait a minute. At this age, you're making that kind of money? What are you spending it on? <laughs> More drugs. Different different types of drugs. <laughs> Sounds like you, by the way. <laughs> you would just... uh, no, 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 no. I don't take oxys. No, but I'm I just sell saying, the oxys so I can do the cocaine. Right, but I'm just saying, I could see you coming into a bunch of money and just being like, I could invest this or I could buy drugs and make more money selling drugs. Here's the thing. I have a feeling if I came suddenly came into a lot of money, I feel like all that would stop. All the drugs, all the boozing. Doesn't work that way. And like it would just I would just go and like not do drugs? Just play video games all day. Mm-hmm. And, and you would sick. do more drugs. I don't play it no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm doing drugs. What am I saying? I'm a fucking druggy, dude. <laughs> Drug addict. Jesus Christ. Kick me out to the street. Andrew, give me an intervention already, dude. What is this? Andrew says Ray got in trouble. He got pulled over, and they found a bottle, and you know didn't have his name on it. And they asked him where he got it, and he ratted on me and everyone else that filled scripts. So this is a bad way to present yourself right at the top. You're basically saying I'm a fucking rat. I'm gonna fucking sell out my friends. Is he not? No, it's not a bad way to start because you already started with, I'm a scammer. I know, but it just keeps getting worse. You know, here's the thing. When you, know, you know when you're doing a documentary? I, I, I think drug dealers are more admirable, admirable than scammers, unless you're scamming like... He's big- both. <laughs> okay. Fair point. My, here's my point. When you're, you know you're doing a documentary, you know the director's going to take their vision, turn it into what it is. Yeah. What you don't do yeah. is give them... A scumbag he on a silver He likes platter. it. He likes okay. it. You think he likes this? Because it makes him look like a badass from the streets. Okay. So it's, part, it's playing into his... This is stuttering John right here. All right. Well, Andrew says, yeah, I got in trouble. I had to go to court for two years. And well, what happened to Ray? Does this guy like laugh at some of his own shit? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll get to his laugh. He fucking like... He's like, I once stole I once stole 45000 from this Just from this wait. mother and Just this daughter. Just you wait. Just you wait. A fucking scumbag. Let's go. So his friend Andrew goes to jail. And they're like, well, what happened to Ray? And he's like, nothing. Why? Well, next we see a top of shot of Ray bench pressing. Okay. Okay. Now they, they've obviously filmed this. This isn't vintage footage. Okay. And Andrew says, well, when you talk to the police, you know... It surprises me that he has a tattoo of loyalty on his ribs and he's never been loyal to any of his friends. It's disappointing he turned out the way he is. Ray's a piece of shit, you know? Uh, So next thing you know, we see Ray and he's speeding down the highway in a fast car. And Ray says, sex, drugs, money, anything that releases endorphins. Instantly fucking, I go, I'll drop everything for this right now. 
So we're going to fast forward. 2016, Miami. I got a good brain for, you know, making money at uh, whatever it is. So when I got a good brain. <laughs> so when Bert reached out to me with a legitimate Fuck business it. idea, I was game. Well, we meet Bert. Um, Bert is uh, with a company called Miami Exotics. And he says, I've known Ray since the third grade. He's always been fascinated with money. He's obsessed with it. It's his one true love. That's Ray. Money gets you girls. You get it. Bert was always in the car business, so he knew the market. And we came up with Miami Exotics, which is a car rental business. Luxury cars, Rolls Royce, Lamborghinis. This was my transition into having a legitimate company. I'd done a lot of fraudulent scams and all this type of shit, but I don't really know business yet. But Bert knew the perfect guy. I knew him also. So we brought in Sorby. And Sorby was a kid from high school that I fucking hated. He was always a smart kid, but he was never a kid that I trusted or liked. Well, now we meet Sam Sorby, which is their third business partner. And, you know, he's an average looking dude. You know, um, he's definitely, uh, he's a little nerdy looking. Um, and Bert says Ray and Sorby were never friends and they always disliked each other. He was just this weaselly, you know, he had a weaselly way where he thought he was super cool. You know, kind of wanted to be ghetto, but sounded super nerdy. He was known for being a scam or like ripping people off. I don't know. He, he wasn't my type of people. This is irony, right? He's a piece of shit. You think pieces of shits would be attracted to pieces of shits. Yeah, he does add value. All right. Me and Bert yeah. are very good at like relationships oh, and boy. being able to just like be charismatic. Uh, and so like Sorby, there's a very beneficial, you know. Salesman. You could just keep him in a room working all day. It's not like everybody's just as good at the same shit. All right. How much money did you guys start to raise this venture? Uh, roughly a half a million dollars. Well, time to meet his mother, Carrie. You know, Ray called me. <laughs> Same, it, same guy. No, it's she's got a deep yeah, voice. Yeah, she's a Stan Allen Ho. She's I know. like, she's old, you know, Ray, old Stan Allen you know, trash. Ray called me and he <laughs> said, you know, we just need some financing. So he went to my parents. He's been saying he's going to be rich, you know, since he could probably talk. So, you know, my father, my dad was a very good man and, you know, he always took care of the family. Surprised he didn't say time clock is ticking in that part. <laughs> Growing up, my father was, my grandfather was my only father figure that I had. We all called him Pop. This is Ray t talking. Yeah. Okay, great. My grandfather was all in all a great guy doing criminal shit. Doing criminal John Travolta <laughs> now, huh? <laughs> doing criminal shit. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. <laughs> bad person. I always looked at my grandfather like he was the biggest mob boss there ever was. He was able to support my family financially. I was like, you know, I'm going to be a criminal and support my family financially also. Wow. And we see Pop. And yeah. he looks like Paulie Servino from Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Paulie. <laughs> Carrie, the mom. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he saw, like, you know, suitcases of cash like I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's saw, the mom. Yeah. You okay. saw suitcases of cash? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also meet Pat. Okay. This is Ray's grandma. She's a scumbag too. <laughs> okay. Oh what are God. you trying to say? Oh He's in the mafia? 
I'm more in the mafia than he was. How many of these ladies have herpes on their lips? Bill did something. They had something to do with the elevator business. Yeah. You know? The what? elevator business. <laughs> we he's, down, painting, he's painting elevator shafts. Uh, we, we went down to Florida to visit him. Me and Bill and his parents. He saw me happy. Which was like the I'm big in, thing for him. I'm in the elevator business. <laughs> I get people high, real high. <laughs> and then I take them to the ground floor. <laughs> they just believed in me. And they were like, here's an opportunity. Make it whatever you think you're going to make it. Bill would do anything for Ray. And he was the father figure. That's Pat, the grandma. Right. I got that. <laughs> My grandfather signed, you know, a quarter million dollar That's loan Ray. against his house. Home equity line of credit. To give me some sort of opportunity for having a business. We took that opportunity and tried to go fully legit. Uh. Now, we see some of these luxury cars they're renting. All right. They're getting washed and detailed. And they're displayed in this gorgeous showroom. Going off by Pilo is playing. The business was generating probably about 60000 a month in profit. We were, you know, we were renting cars to Rick Ross. Everybody under the sun. I'd go home, fill up my closets, have my beautiful apartment with all the shoes and all my nice shit that I'm buying. It's the unlimited money glitch once again. And I was proud of him, you know, that he was, you know, doing well. This is great. (laughs) You know, we can breathe. That's the mom. Karen. And I was just enjoying life, you know, driving in a car I wanted. There's a good minute there. Everybody was pretty, you know, pretty fun and enjoyable. The issue was that the spending got out of hand. If yeah. the company's generating profit of 60000 between the three of us, somehow we were spending more than that every month. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting more loans for roughly a half a million dollars. Just about everybody in my family, my aunts, my mom, her husband, my grandma, they all co-signed some sort of car loan or it was some sort of you know credit card loan. Hey, who cares? I saw Sorby on Instagram. He posted a big vacation that he had in the Bahamas. And I was like, what is this kid doing? Obviously, you know, something wasn't right. Vacations, hotels. Well, whether it be like Sorby was going out to the club or me just gambling or whatever it may be, you know, buying a fucking dog. (laughs) That boy went out and bought a fucking $2,000 dog on the company card. Okay. Money was leaking out left and right in these weird areas. And then, like, sometimes checks would just get cashed. Um, Bert comes on. He's like, well, Sorby robbed the company. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sorby robbed the company. But the checks were written in Bert's name. So, you know. <laughs> these uh, guys are just it, dummies. Put it in his, somebody else's name? Yeah, they were just take, They were just forging Bert's name to write yeah, all these yeah, checks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Ray's just, they're all blaming each other right. pretty much. Bert says Sorby was forging my name and signing it to himself and cashing them. I don't fucking know who was writing these checks. I still don't know. Bert and Sorby had no skin in the game as far as finances. I'll give anything to my family, but not to you, you little pricks. Really? This mm. is Carrie. She's upset. What a catty Sorby, bitch. Sorby and fucking Bert. Because yeah. her son convinced they her yeah that he had nothing to do sure, with this shit. Sure, that's not my cocaine mom. 
And there was always an excuse. I of, know, honey, you're a good boy. Oh, oh, you're spending crazy money, you know. But you know, the thing is, those debts were all my debts to deal with, my family's loans. So that's where, like, I just started to go fucking crazy. All right, they 100% took advantage of him. Uh, do you think he took advantage of you guys? This is the interview asking uh, Carrie. Did Ray did? Do I think that Ray took advantage? Yes, I do. He really thought that it would develop into this great business. I was an embarrassment and how much debt I was in. I was telling Miami Exotics is doing great, but the money's just gone. You know, he was the one that always extended his arm for me. And I just didn't, I didn't want to disappoint my grandfather. So we had about a hundred thousand left. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to the casino. <laughs> I'm just going to take all this money and just take one last fucking chance. Uh-huh. I played back around all night. <laughs> I ended up losing everything I had. Fuck it, you know? Fuck it. I'm going to kill myself. Oh. I knew he'd be disappointed, though. Right. Gotta figure out another scam. When you're depressed, you lose sight of everything. Mm-hmm. It's a rabbit hole of shit. Mm-hmm. I remember just open up that bottle and just chugging them. It took about 50. I like I like how this like frames now. I understand it's a Bitcoin thing. And, yeah. But it's framing like, all right, this is what it's telling you. Don't trust anybody with Bitcoin. Yeah, it's pretty all much. all propaganda bullshit. Pretty much. Don't trust anybody with Bitcoin. Bitcoin's a scam because this guy, anybody who invests in Bitcoin is this guy. Continue. Maybe. Continue. I took 50, which is, you know, enough to just kill about anybody. 100 milligrams of Xanax a piece. Is that a lot of Xanax? 50? Goddamn right it is. Okay. Could, would you be able to stay alive if you took him? I can't even take half of Xanax without falling <laughs> okay. asleep. He called me after he woke up. I mean, it's heartbreaking. You know, to see your kid like that. You know, it's... I feel sorry for him because I felt like, you know, you know, you know, even though he could be a little shit, you know, he always had a vulnerability about him. Even when, no matter what he was doing, you know, no, we just, you know, this is stuttering, John. You the know, fucking mom. Uh, uh, you know, we cried, and you know, I was basically, I said, you can figure it out. We'll get this figured out. Like you know, you're really smart. She says smart, <laughs> the way smart. Fredo does in The Godfather. Mike, yeah. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm smart, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sitting in Miami Exotics office. Well, Bert says Ray was super upset. And then Sorby came up and started talking to Ray. Yeah, so at that point, I just fucking hated Well, when Ray came out of my vagina. I hated hated Sorby, okay, completely, because I just felt like so betrayed. And then he starts talking about cryptocurrencies. I'm like, what the fuck is this kid even talking about? What the fuck is cryptocurrencies? You can just see. In what year is this happening? 2016. You, oh, can, wow. you could see like a light in his eyes that this was something. Well, Bert says they came to the conclusion that it was best to kick me out of Miami Exotics and that he would make more money with Sorby than with me. That's what played right into Centra. Sorby's actually like the idea guy, you know? He's super good at just coming up with ideas or just sitting behind the computer and, you know, knowing where to steal ideas from. Well, Popper from the Times says, one of the clear problems with crypto 
at the time was that it was hard to use them. Okay. So people have gotten rich from Bitcoin, but you couldn't spend your crypto. Okay. Now yeah. you, t- you talk about like trading your drugs right. on like the silk yeah, road. Yeah. There's mainly always just buy in and buy out. Right. Sell in and sell out. Basically, you buy in a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Keep worth. in mind, keep in mind, you're going to the dark web to make these transactions. You're going to far corners. It's not an yeah, acceptable and bef- practice. And, he, and even before that, it was even crazier because you'd have to like get the key from the person, and then yeah, you know, there's a lot of shit. There's there was a lot way, of shit. Way more shit that was involved with it bef- than now. All right. Well, we meet Sorby, and this is from a podcast. His real name, by the way, is Sam Sorby Sharma. He was a center co-founder. And he says, cryptocurrency started getting really popular. And I jumped in like everybody else about three years ago. So we got in at like 2014 and I'm trading Bitcoin, Ethereum. And then one day I'm just sitting at home and I'm like, you know what? What if I could just go spend my Bitcoins and the profits I made and just go buy stuff with it without worrying about having to withdraw, depositing, etc." And that's where the idea came from that manifested for CentraCard. Okay. Now at this point, we see this gloved hand slide a small black box on you know on the screen with a center card in it displaying the visa logo okay and it just looks like a normal credit card a pitch to the world was we're going to create a debit card where you're able to spend cryptocurrency in real time anytime yeah, anywhere yeah, yeah. we're going to create a marketplace right. for crypto <clears throat> we're going to have our own exchange our own wallet basically everything you need in cryptocurrency mm-hmm. we're going to put it in a central place sure well <clears throat> we see a video simulation of the center card being used at atms to withdraw cash and it they show it like swiping at like you know retailers and it looks yeah. super easy to use well during the ico boom you had people doing all sorts of serious projects kids phds from stanford mit And at the same time, you had these kids who were agents at rental car companies in Miami who were raising the exact same money as these venture capitalist type people. And they have zero experience doing what they're doing. And it was just easy to do. We created the basis of the whole company. First thing, you got to get a LinkedIn profile. So we put our universities. We all went to Harvard. That's what everybody says. We were uh, trying to make ourselves look as smart as possible. As smart as possible. Creating the business plan that you uh, present to the world was the next thing. There's a company called 10X um, in Singapore, and they created a debit card, and they'd raised like $20 million. We're like, let's just take that idea and make it our own. So we hired a guy on Upwork, and he just took their website and changed every word that said 10X to Centra on every page that they had. Awesome. <laughs> So amazing. They had a white paper mm-hmm. and you see them just go through line by line and just change 10x <laughs> to Centra. They just control find all. Yeah, they do. Do you know what they use? Find and replace. Mm-hmm. Well, let's head to North Macedonia. We see okay. this guy. We're near, near Greece. <laughs> awesome. Um, we we you're correct. We see an unknown man driving a Jeep at night. And he pulls into one this, of the worst soccer teams in the in the world. Not has nothing to do with Bitcoin. No, but Macedonia. <laughs> okay, he pulls into this building, graffiti all over it. He walks down this dimly lit scare, staircase, and then all of a sudden we see him sitting next to another man in this dark, dingy office. 
and they're just surrounded by all these computer monitors. So it's time to meet programmers, Martin and Philippe. I am developer and work as freelance. Uh, I've dealt with this guy before. Freelancer to develop Centra Tech. Philip, I was hired to work as developer for Centra Project. I was like five when I started working computers. Some people might think I'm a genius. You can tell these guys don't get any sunlight ever in this room. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just chain smoke too. I love it. I think every problem. Can I'd be, be more productive if I could smoke on my desk, by the way. You can at home. At your desk at home. Yeah. Not this desk in my house. No, no, I don't mean I, I oh, mean at my work. work. Yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. I've actually used that line on people before. I had this. That's so funny you say that. This shit job. One of the shittiest jobs I ever had. Right. I was working on a boat. And one day, Captain Allen comes and he says, uh, we need to get more business on the boat. And This he, isn't about Bitcoin. I know, but it's a good story. So I was, in, I was making like nine bucks an hour. Or Macedonia. <laughs> Shut up. So I have to take the train all the way out to Jersey for this fucking job. And it took us two hours each way. <laughs> of and, course. And I get there. I'm like, you're paying for the travel time. And he goes, no, no, no. No, 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 no. You <laughs> no. got to get to work on your own. And... I'm like, what are we doing here? Why aren't we on the boat? And he's like, because we're going to get business and we're going to solicit business. So he hands me a phone book and he's like, I want you to find all the delis in um, this county and you're going to call them and see if we can put posters up in their, you know, thing to like go on a day cruise. And I go, Alan, (coughs) Captain Alan, there's no fucking way I'm doing any of this unless you let me smoke while I do this. It's not happening. If you're going to make me cold call like a bitch, you got to let me smoke. And he had kids, and I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. I'll sit in your fucking kitchen and smoke. And he let me do it. Cool. And then um, I'll never forget, he gave us lunch, and he grabbed one can of tuna and one half of an onion and six pieces of bread and made lunch for three people with one can of tuna fish. And I'd never been more pissed off in my life, but I got to smoke. And we didn't do shit. We couldn't close anything, and it was... I mean, this is like fucking in the 90s. Anyway, sorry. Wouldn't it be better just walking up and down the streets, <laughs> just being like, hey, can I put this in your fucking thing? No, he made his cold call. It's fucking retarded. Anyway, Martin. Ugh. Well, we were freelancing at time, working on different projects, and one day got request for number, and we meet the guy on phone. His name was Sam. Well, we see it's Sorby. It's very simple. It's a lightning speed, real-time crypto asset to fiat converse, conversion system that's designed to work with an endless <coughs> amount of assets of our choice. Currently, we support eight, but we're going to be up to 12 soon. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty excited for project because that kind of technology was not present on market. And it was a good idea to be developed. Center chain is going to be our own blockchain. Now, are you guys personally interested in the crypto? The interviewer says, and I'm like, eh, it's trend. Usually people have idea, very little knowledge, technology of how to do things so we put together. People need to understand that our product is going to be the best, hands down. Time to head to Denver, Dave. Yeah. We meet a vet. <coughs> His name's Jacob Renzel. Normal looking dude. Um, he was a center investor. And he says, at the time I'm in Ethereum, Bitcoin, I made great choices, very smart investments. And they're like, well, what attracted this, you know, what, what, what was your attraction to this? And he says, well, can I be honest? I just want to be wealthy. And I wanted to make money really quick. And the issue at the time is how do you spend crypto? And then I found Centratech. 
Well, we see that Centratech starts, you know, getting some heat on Reddit. People are talking about it. And he says, you got to remember, it's an exciting time. Everybody was talking about Centratech. And I'm like, look at this. This makes sense. I was young. I just got out of the military. I didn't get paid much, but I got hooked because of the opportunity to make money, but also having a utility device that would allow me to spend my newly acquired financial freedom. All of the tech sounded good. They had a real team and Visa was attached to them, Bank Corp, and there was a CEO named Michael Edwards that stuck out. So we see the images of the company. Michael Edwards is the CEO. He's probably 60. You okay. got R Ray, okay? You got Sorby, and uh, then you got another dude. Now, <coughs> Dave, do you know what a white paper is? No. Give me a little music. Give me a little Simpsons music. White papers, we've talked about them many times in the crypto world, okay? So whenever- It was like when you don't sell out a club and you go and you give out uh, free tickets to the people? No, it's called papering. A paper, okay. Okay. <coughs> Whenever you hear crypto, people are saying, let me look at the white paper. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, a white paper, <clears> it's, it's like a, a research-based report. Okay. It's like all the facts about the fucking thing. Correct. Yeah, it yeah, basically yeah, yeah. just says this is what... It's kind of like a mission statement. Sure. Okay. But um, it originated in Britain. I didn't wow. know this. And it refers to a type of government-issued document. Mm-hmm in a business context. And the purpose of the white paper has since evolved to an aspect of marketing, which is now used to persuade people to get into the business. Okay? Got it. Go ahead and take me out. I just thought oh, that okay. was interesting. I just heard this white paper buzzword when it came yeah. to Bitcoin a few years ago, and I was like, where did that come from? You ever have to paper a room? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every comedian does. Of course. <clears throat> There's no which technology. Is, yeah. There's no technology company or credit card company that's two people. Michael Edwards was a seed investor in Centratech. You know, he believed in our concept. You know, he had business experience in this field. He didn't really want to be a part of operations. He just believed in the concept and wanted us to get going. We made him the CEO because we didn't really want anybody to see, you know, the young kids were owners of the company. We wanted somebody that would represent a strong older figure. To have somebody like that, that's respectable and presentable to the public. We had everything. How could you not be interested in this company? Once we created the website and launched the Slack channel, there was just an influx of people that got interested so fast. And Jacob, the war vet, he says, Slack is how I found them. And that was a direct communication portal. And, you know, they're pushing this. They're like, you're going to be the first round of investors. And that means you have the most maximum benefit and you hear the chatter and people are like, get in on this ICO. Centra is going to be the next big thing. They got a great team. They're professional, you know. And one of the interviewers says, well, what did he tell you he was doing? He's asking Ray's mom. You know, he would just basically tell me it's electronic money. And it's the currency of, you know, the next generation. Uh, Grandma Pat. Something about Bitcoins is something. I don't even know what it is. Well, they have their ICO, which is July 30th, 2017. Oh. ICO had been live for a couple of weeks. Okay. It's not really like this big success. And it, it sucked. All right. 
<laughs> about a month goes sure. by, we made 10, 20, 50,000. You know, we start rolling. We're rolling 60, 70, 80,000. And then one night, tons of money just starts flowing in, like 100,000. And then another 100,000, 500,000. Yeah. Within an hour, we had 2 million. We're like, what the fuck? Is this even real? What's going on here? Well, Jacob describes it as an adrenaline rush. You know, you got a piece of this and you just start looking at all these new opportunities that are going to somehow come to your life. Clearly, there was a reason why all this big money was coming in. People in our chat room were saying, Cliff High wrote this article. You guys see that? Me and Sorby like jumped in and we're like, of course we know Cliff High. We love Cliff High. He's the fucking man. We had no idea who the fuck he was. You ever hear of Cliff Eye? Nope. Okay. Well, we meet Cliff Eye. He's a crypto guru. He's mm. an older guy. And he's like, you know, in a YouTube video, he's one of the guys that was saying the whole banking system is collapsing. Okay. But in the meantime, we're all going to be dealing with real money in the form of gold, silver, and cryptos. And cryptos are going to be the fluid part of this new money system. Anyway, he's the crypto guru. He's just some like old nerd. You know, he's saying this is going to be the next big thing. And he puts out a press release telling all his big investors to put out their money for Centra. Well, what he does is we see a press release and it says Centra stands out in crypto card payment system. The team involved is impressive. Now, I looked at his Twitter. He's got like maybe 150,000 followers. But I guess he was at the forefront of one of these crypto guru guys in the beginning. So a fucking Slack channel goes from like 200 people to like 2,000 within like a couple of hours. You know what Slack is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like to tell them to like Discord basically. Mm, Chat business and shit. Yeah, for businesses. Time to go to the stratosphere. This company's taking off. With ICOs, it's like you're printing money. All right? That's what you're doing. And in the, the doc, they literally show them just money shooting out of their printers in their office to really sell this idea. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to print money. That moment was probably the best moment for Centra. Like as far as feelings. <laughs> this guy cracks me up with the way he talks. Oh. You know, like uh, as far as feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the craziest shit to think we were able to raise that much money with having absolutely nothing but a website. Right. Well, we meet Johnny, who's Ray's best friend. And he's like, you know, I figured it was like above board, right? Like... I just kind of put two and two together. But I also thought, like, you got to realize it was very par for the course. I knew Ray was going to be a millionaire. He'd been saying it since he was a kid. And all he ever cared about when he was a kid was making money. And committing crimes seemed to be, like, his main driving force. Wow. He's got a fucked up moral compass. And he's always figuring out these weird systems and how to manipulate them. Whether it be exploiting people or scamming. That's just who he is. Um, They have nothing. The investors think they have all this shit built. So the whole thing is now going to make themselves, or the thing that they have to do now, that they have the money, is they got to make themselves legitimate. Okay? So that's their goal. Oh. And now we see Ray, and he's like... You're trying to go legit. Yeah. My name is Raymond Trapani. So they're getting into this, and they still don't even know what the fuck they're doing. They're making no. a coin. They're making a card. They're making... Okay, but... but 
But then what is the, the initial coin offering is to make money so that the card. Correct. Makes the sense coins. Oh, yeah. The coins are just like any other crypto. They represent whatever the asset is. The asset that yes. this is, is a tool that you put in your wallet like a credit mm. card and you go spend your Bitcoin with it. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So now we see Ray and he's like, my name is Raymond Chapani, chief operating officer of Center Tech. After the Cliff High interview, we had a few million dollars and we're like, we have to get an office. The pressure was on. We needed something to present to the world. Up until that point, we were in a small fucking bedroom, you know? Well, we get this beautiful office. It's perfect. Glass windows, really sleek. It just looked like a tech-based company, you know, would be there. So we hired 50 people. And then we see they're releasing promo videos. The place looks spectacular. And then Ray, he goes, you know, you have, you have hot girls who can do like assistant work, okay? Then you can have customer service, which could also be half not hot girls. <laughs> it's just a okay. piece of shit. Yeah. Just going out there. So, okay. <laughs> Where's this guy doing the interview from? From jail? No, oh. no, this was like an older piece of his pitch video. Okay. And the documentary was made when? Just last week it came out. Okay, okay. Well, next you see they're tooling around the office and they're hiring developers and, you know, Sam Schwarmy Sorby. He's mm -hmm. like, we got the best talent around here. And, you know, Ray says, you know, I didn't think any of us really knew what the process was. We were just shooting from the hip from day one. The employees definitely thought the company was fully legit. Well, one of these people they hired is somebody named Robert Farkas, and they put him in as the CFO, okay? Well, Ray describes... Chief financial him, officer. Yep. Ray describes him uh, as Sobe's girlfriend's brother, all right? We told him to quit his job and come work for us. What well, was he qualified to be a CFO? Definitely not. <laughs> he was a stripper. <laughs> so he knew a lot about a cash. You know, once we raised enough money, we had a lot of people in chat rooms. We he needed was, someone he that was would... a stripper. Yeah. Sorby's girlfriend's brother. Yeah, it was a stripper. Oh, Male stripper. What is this, dude? Look, man, he's... we needed somebody to monitor the chat rooms and talk to all these fucking thousands of people. <laughs> That's literally what he says. That's kind of like how I got this job, dude. Yeah. So, Robert, exactly Robert says, so all these chats started getting funneled to the company, and I got to juggle all these different forums. I'm doing conferences. I'm setting up booths. I'm getting the community involved. I felt like we were changing the world. And Sam had been coding for like 13 years. He's a go-getter. He's a hustler. Smart kid. I think he's a genius. Sam's, you know, he gets things set up in light speed. So we see Sorby in a pitch video, and he's like, we have a 50,000 card order that's being prepared for manufacturing. Mass production is right around the corner. Guys, December is our timeline to get these cards to you guys. He's talking in like a Slack channel. Okay, so these initial coin offerings. Yeah. <clears throat> and so what, like if you invested a certain amount of money, that would guarantee you a debit card? No. Like a slot? No. Okay. No, they're selling the card. But if you want ownership in the company, you're oh. buying the ICO, the coins. The brand, oh. the product you're buying is the product they're selling is the card. But if you want right, a piece right. of the company, you're buying coins in the company. I see what you mean. Okay. Okay. So anyway. And then theoretically, 
independent of what the card can do yeah theoretically the better the company does those those coins can be transferred out to other coins yeah, to make the money. coins go up in value just like anything but, else but but the idea still is that the card is like bitcoin no, right the card allows you to yeah. spend bitcoin spend bitcoin at a merchant right you walk into a store you swipe yeah. your card yeah this and didn't you know it didn't mention anything it's not like trying to reverse trying to be like all right okay okay i got no. you let's go so anyway, they're promising people that the cards are going to come out by Christmas. All right. So back to the developers in fucking Macedonia, they're like, we're solving problems on project pretty fast. Development speeding up. And Johnny, he says, this shady company just graduated to the next level, right? So for Sorby, the whole thing is, how do we get to be a legitimate company? And he does a lot of research and he fucking did it. And Farkas, Robert, the male stripper, he says, we're staying up every night. We're just running on adrenaline and monsters. (laughs) Okay. And, you know, he says something that's perfect because it describes Ray to a T. He says, I don't remember Ray doing anything, though. He didn't contribute. Yeah, he doesn't know shit. No, he he's had like a, got all the people together. Yeah, he's the like, band together. He's like, I, he had a, this mafioso vibe and he loved gambling yeah. and loved money. Yeah. And the whole time he was medicated. Yeah. My first thing, I went and bought all these beautiful suits. I bought Armani <laughs> suits. I got them all tailored perfect. Oh, boy. How many suits did you get? I was at the mall every day, you know, going to Saks every single day. My suit guy. You know, oh, he must have loved you. Yeah, we're making about a half a million a day. Money flying in. I went from like having a few hundred thousand to having millions in my personal bank account at 24 in Miami. Yeah. That's what the interviewer said. He goes, yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah, staying up all night on monster energy drinks. Well, he's like, I got a new car. He's driving around in Aston Martin. You're even doing it scummy, like in a scummy way. And I got a new car. He is a scumbag. We're trying to put as much money to the side as possible. You know, <laughs> you can always Wait, just. What? Put, I know, but trying like, to stash money. Yeah, bro. trying to stash it. Pretty so. Yeah, you can yeah, always just yeah. cash out more. Yeah, you know, yeah. essentially, you print money. <sighs> That's so goddamn. It's... I remember <sighs> one time during the ICO, there was this one guy. All right, he's trying to invest. And then he gave me his password to his whole crypto account. Wow. He meant to send me his passcode to the center coins. And he gave me his password. And in the moment, I was like, holy shit. This guy just gave me his password. I logged in. I couldn't help myself. I already made millions. It's just like 100000 sitting in his account. And what do I do here? I just transferred it all in my account. This guy trusted me. And I felt like I genuinely robbed this guy, you know? Okay. It's a fucked up moment for sure. Why would you feel that way? <laughs> Why would you feel like you genuinely robbed him? Because he's a sociopath. Because he robbed him. Yes, you did rob him, fuckface. Yeah. It's not generally. I felt like, no. <laughs> no. Just like, I generally, the way he describes it, I, I generally robbed this, this guy. guy. This guy makes it seem like he felt like he would rob them. But he also seems like if the guy would have said, hey, you robbed me, he'd be like, I didn't rob you. Absolutely. Weird. Robert (laughs) says Ray always had a lot of cash on him. Like he had it and it was just like falling out of his hoodies. And he's walking around wasted. And people are like, what's up with this guy? And 
Ray was just in his own world. He just wanted to literally stuff his pockets. And the best part is, at this point in the documentary, you see Ray, and he's just flashing all this on Instagram. <sighs> like he's driving around in sports cars. Mm. He's opened up Louis Vuitton duffel bags full of cash. That's, that's what investors love to see. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't like you had to do much work to get these people interested. You know, it's going to be easy to pump this company up. You know, it's all marketing. And, you know... Sorby, all of a sudden, he's like, just got off the motherfucking phone with Floyd Motherweather, Mayweather. Oh, we mother, got him. Motherweather. We got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Well, the news picks up on this. <clears throat> and they're like, looks like big news with Floyd Mayweather and oh, you know, boy. the Centra camp. Uh, and Ray's like, how can we promote this company? Now that we have all this money, it's like, how do we get to the next level? Well, let's get an endorsement from a major celebrity. Now, you got to remember, this is peak Mayweather. He's like 50 and 0, and, yeah. you know, they get him. Yeah. And Sorby's like, to his clients, you know, to the new people he's pitching, he's like, guys, we know how to network, all right? We know how to put the connectivities of brands to us. Mm-hmm. He's down, and he's, you know, he obviously wants to make a lot of money, and we're, like, trying to secure the deal. So somehow we pitched him to take 200 thousand in cash and another eight hundred thousand in center coins and floyd's not the brightest guy so he accepts it mm-hmm. now this struck me in the documentary you just called a fucking boxer not a smart guy okay. who's worth millions uh-huh. all right yeah why would you go out and just say this in a documentary i mean you- all right yeah, you're right. It's not well, the smartest all, fucking move. We all know Floyd can't read, but whatever. Right, but he could watch the documentary. That's not that Again. Why would you just do this on our little documentary or our little podcast? Now Floyd's going to shut us down. <laughs> Fuck. So next we see uh, uh, a commercial that they made with Floyd. And he's like in a you know high end boutique shop. Wait, can he like, really not read? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you can read a little. But you'll be dead tomorrow. You'll yeah. find out in heaven. Ah, you're right. So anyway, I'll read my birth certificate. He's like, "What's up? It's the one and only your man Floyd Money Mayweather. I got my center card out. Bitcoin, the new way things are done. <laughs> Floyd Money Mayweather, oh, as y'all can see, the number changed from before, and he literally shows the card." Pretty good Mayweather impression. Is it? (laughs) And then it shows his Bitcoin balance changing after he buys the jacket or whatever. Wow. So the commercial goes crazy. All right. And they're getting all this publicity. And the YouTubers are chatting about it. And all of a sudden, DJ Khalid. DJ. Yeah, DJ Khalid. He's involved. And he's like, my man. DJ Khalid. My man put me up on this central vibe. (laughs) God. Then, you know, uh, he's like, the center vibe is that Bitcoin, I'm saying, you know? I started that. That's that's that Billy talk. I have no idea what any of that means. No. <laughs> some, so, Arab, some fucking Arab shit. So instantly, millions of more dollars are coming in. They start making millions on the daily. <laughs> Khalid. What is Khaled. It's Khaled? Yeah, he's a fucking, he's a Muslim or something. He's a, so he's what? Is he a, he's he a, a rapper? Bear, he's an Arab. No, he's like a rich. He's like somebody who came from money. Was a Aren't rich. You, I think producer. he's a rapper, bro. He's a producer. Started off as a producer, uh, okay. and then he got on some DJ bullshit. Get out of here! Nothing. All right, zero. <laughs> it's two people that want to kill us. Yeah. Wonderful. 
uh mayweather again yeah i told you all got my center card bitcoin i'm doing big thing so popper says when i started covering this i was covering it from a a, a point of view of who are the celebrity endorsers out there that are working on these projects okay so at this time it's we have dj Khaled and we see paris hilton she's working on something with somebody and then Jamie Foxx, he's involved in another one. And Popper says it was clear they were all getting paid. Okay. They have to disclose that they're getting paid to promote on social media. So somebody needs to dig into this and figure out what the hell is going on. Well, the one project that stood out is this. And I went to their website and things looked funny. And I scrolled down and I looked at the pictures and they've got their staff and their founders. And the pictures don't look like real people. And then they had the LinkedIn profile for all their employees. And one of the LinkedIn accounts didn't work. And then all of their employees had degrees from Harvard. And their CEO from worked at Wells Fargo's. And he was like, nobody from Wells Fargo worked in cryptocurrencies in that world at the time. So none of it seemed real to me. And then I found their Instagram accounts that made it clear that their LinkedIn's were totally untrue. Because, of course... You see these fucking jackasses flashing all their shit. Yeah, they're all from Harvard. And he figures out that one of them worked at a car dealership, Miami Exotics. And then Farkas, he's a CFO. He says he gets a call one day from the New York Times. And, you know, Popper's like, hey, I'm doing a, you know, an article on celebrities and crypto. So I put Ray on the phone. So we hear Ray. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Is that right? Uh, Yeah. uh, Speaking, how are you? He sounds like he's in bed. Yeah, hungover. Yeah. Uh, do you have a second to talk about endorsements? Uh, what company are you from? Uh, the New York Times. Uh, what's your name? You're an author um, uh, for the New York Times? I'm a reporter from the New York Times. I've been uh, reporting on Bitcoin and blockchain, stuff like that, several years. Oh, so you know your stuff. I get you. Uh, yeah, I'm following, uh, Centra, in my opinion, is the uh, future of uh, cryptocurrency and uh, the financial industry at the same time. Okay, uh, good. Well, um, it's going to be able to make um, cards that they're able to spend their cryptocurrency on in real time. It's like an iPhone, you know, coming. It's like, remember when the iPhone first came out? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Well, Ray says, yeah, man, it felt great. We got the New York Times. You know, we're all from New York. You know, how could you beat that? Mm-hmm. And Farkas is like, you know, this is how we're going to get our name to the rest of the United States. Sure. And Ray's like, they want to send a photographer. So I said, yeah, no problem. You know, send them over. Sorby will come to the office and we'll get all the pictures taken and Popper says, after my first call, I told that ph- photographer, you got to rush down there, like immediately, okay, before they second guess any of this. And it really seemed like this had started as a scam. And then they just started to think, well, maybe we can actually pull this off. So, you know, we see Sorby and he's like, anybody could walk down into our offices. Doors are open. You can meet the staff. Intelligent people we've got here. And, you know, then Popper says, 
their, their, their solution was, we'll just hire programmers and put something on the blockchain and then we'll create the next bank, even though no part of that building block is in place or is even real. Yeah, we'll, we got to put our best suits on. <laughs> so, yeah, so <clears throat> the easy part here is building the coin and the coin infrastructure, right? No, no, that's super hard, too. Is that really that hard, though? Yes. Oh, okay. That's what these programmers are doing back in Macedonia. Okay. I thought you like know? it was, I mean, it's got to be easier now. Doesn't oh, I'm think? sure it's much easier now. But, you know, keep in mind, you've got a front office with like 50 people in it. Okay. Four of them. Three of them, Sorby, Farkas, and Ray, know it's bullshit. The, all the other people think it's legit. Yeah. And then you got two programmers working in a fucking dungeon in Macedonia. Yeah. And they're like, dude, get this shit working. Yeah. Because we have all this money, Macedonia. and now we have to show that it actually works. Yeah. Because keep in mind, their original idea was just a ripoff. Okay? Yeah. They were selling an idea. Okay. Right. But they didn't have any infrastructure behind the idea. Right. So now that the money's in, it's like, we got to figure out how to fucking do this. Sure. Okay. So uh, Carrie's mom, or Ray's mom. Yeah, it was exciting because I saw, you know, the spiral down after Miami Exotics. And now he's feeling good. You know, he's making money. He's successful. Grandma Pat. Ray came to the door and had a Harvard shirt on. I said, where did you get that? He says online. Then he started laughing and said, I went to Harvard. I started this big company. And his mom's like, I just hope everything works out okay. Well, bad news. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Popper calls Ray. Yeah. Uh, Ray, I've been uh, coming across other questions that have uh, come up around Centra. And the first thing is uh, Visa has said nobody has applied to issue a Centra card. I mean, I know I, I know details about that, you know. I mean, you know, I, I mean, but uh, I mean, uh, I can't give you direct answers on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's fucked up again. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I love about this doc. They don't recreate those scenes with him being fucked up, right? But it's clear he's probably fucked up or yeah. he's hungover, right? Because these are direct recordings that we hear. Sure, sure. Well, these guys are uh, saying that they're uh, issuing a card with Visa, and they have pictures on their website that have cards that have the Visa logo on them. And one of the first things I did naturally is I called Visa, and they're like, we have no idea who these guys are. Yeah. There's no record of an application. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to need to take that off their website. Uh, back to right. Uh, 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 <laughs> that's all it is. You just hear... Uh, <laughs> it's fucking... Oh God! So Popper's what a piece like of garbage. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Visa's just saying that this company Centra is not allowed to issue a card with Visa on it. Uh, we we're just using the Visa as an example. Uh, I mean, till we mass order, they're never gonna, you know, speak on that. Well, anytime anybody says to you, I don't really feel comfortable answering that question, or these are questions that are very blank. Uh, you know, you know, there's something going on. Sure. <laughs> so I was looking well, I at mean, this. You can ask, that's not necessarily true. If you ask me, how, you know, if I ask you how many men you've been with, you'd be like, I'm not really, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable talking about that right now. Very uh, tough for me to answer that question. Uh, you know, I mean, like, 
Mm-hmm. That's a sentence that yep. he says I mean, in this like, fucking Like, you know, thing. whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> he, it, Popper knows it's all bullshit at this point. So we see a brief ex, uh, excerpt rather from a YouTube video with Cliff High. And um, Ray says, you know, and then once we went public, what happened? I mean, overnight it blew up. Bang. One of the biggest guys in crypto wrote, Central Tech is the best company in the world to invest in. It got us to where we are, which is a big chunk of change. Um, Popper's like, okay. Well, then we see Cliff High, and he's like, a lot of corporations are going to die. Lots and lots of them, along with some of the cryptos. And Popper says Cliff High understood this project, and he believed in the project, but then he realized it was a scam, okay? And that's when the shit really hit the fan with Cliff. And Trippy, uh, Ray says, the whole article was a fuck-up. I probably never even read the fucking thing. Of course, of course you didn't. Who's got time to read an article about your business when you're popping pills and you're you know getting high? Well... What Cliff did is he was using web bots, which make AI generated summaries of news articles. And the web bot fucked up and put Centra's name in this article about this bank called Centra. Okay. It's kind of like he used the wrong at on Twitter. Okay. So ah. Cliff High had thought this bank was part of them, which would have been huge news. Okay. It's like it, the equivalent would have been like if Bank of America partnered up with Ethereum. Right. So Cliff calls up and he's like, guys, I fucked up. So Cliff reaches out to us and he asks if we can go live with him from, you know, some audience. And we agree. And we're like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, how bad can this go? So we're always good at talking. You know, we've had people ask us questions many times and it always goes well. And the first thing Sorby says in that call is, we are 100% not a scam company. <laughs> Uh, he started Jesus off started Christ. off saying this isn't a scam, which is the most bizarre thing in the world. No one ever says it's not a scam unless it's a scam. Well, Cliff, we see him in an interview with Sorbet. 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 And he's like, um, you stated you're not a scam in no way proves you're not a scam. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm not here to scam anybody. That's like, yeah, it's like Nixon saying I'm not a crook. Exactly. I wouldn't have raised 4.5 million. Uh, come on here to scam anybody. Well, you're listed as the chief technical officer on LinkedIn. And for some reason, you're still using an email account from a business that's from a car dealership. <laughs> uh, I don't think you have your technical shit together here. Uh, what do you guys have in the way of equipment? What's your server farm look like? I look, I don't know the details. Okay. All right, the tech director did that for me, to be honest. I'm a startup, all right? I'm a startup. I haven't been... I'm a people person. I've been in business for like a year and a half. Well, then he asks about the bank contracts. Bank Corp. Bank. Absolutely. I'm getting right to it. Bank Corp. Bank. They're our managers, okay? And we go directly through their licensing agreement. And Cliff's like, well, so that locks you out of like 34 states instantly. Because of the costs involved. No, 34. Uh, it's 36. So it's about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, sir. Do you know how fast you're going? No, officer, how are you going? Anyway. 80 miles an hour. I think I was going 82 miles an hour. Cliff literally goes, ha, ha, ha. All right, guy. He just guys him. Wow. 
And then Sorby goes, well, I'm not good with words, okay? Let's just make it blunt and honest. I haven't, I just know what we're doing, okay? Was like the guy like a big diss back in your day? Like, come on, guy. Yeah, I mean, that's not something you talk, you don't call a guy guy when you're, you know his name and you're doing an interview online. guy. Yeah, it's like, come on, guy. <laughs> it's pretty. So it's pretty slanderous. So Cliff's like, you're you're not a software engineer. You're not a coder. Not a blockchain. Me? Per, per, no, no. Okay. I'm just the money man. I'm All the right? idea man. I told you that I'm the guy who leads them to be able to design my vision. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Mike doesn't do shit. Then? I'm a people person. What about Mike? Isn't he the CEO? To be, here's the thing, Cliff. To be honest, he's the money dude. Okay? Yeah. Well, and what's his role in all this? Mike? 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 Mike was honestly an investor who saw my vision and said, you know what? I'm going to do this for you. Right. Okay? He gave me the opportunity to get where I am today. We're not the brightest, smartest people. Okay? We're not going to sit here and say that we are. <laughs> but, but they they put good people in, in charge like the cfo yeah cliff goes why why bring that up <laughs> i went and did my due diligence well <laughs> popper says i didn't want to believe anybody in the universe until they prove things to me so i immediately start asking about their alleged ceo michael edwards okay so he's on the phone with ray and he's like michael edwards um now can i speak to him just so I can understand sort of his role and your whole, you know, view, his, you know. So what is Ray's official position? Ray's co-founder. He's COO. COO, aha, yeah. chief operation. Yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, uh, he stops by the office, uh, you know, once in a while, you know, check things up, you know. In regards to speaking to him, what do you want to speak to him about? <laughs> uh, what do you want to do? I guess I'm just wondering if there's a person there that I could talk to. Yeah, yeah, I could probably put that together. Only, only in regards to you know, being that it's the New York Times, right? You know, article. Sure. I mean, you have him as the CEO. Is he still your CEO? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's more yeah. of our, he's more of our original money guy. You know. Before everything got into place, well, there was so much heat on us that we all mm. knew we we're just trying to remove everything that was fake, every misrepresentation all at once. So we see their their in inner office memos. Yeah, okay, memos. Cut off any foo foo right now. Anything that doesn't exist currently, we need to remove. We gotta clear all the foo foo, fugazi, fake stuff from the website. Bank Corp, Visa, anything that's listed on the website. Uh, it's a fuzu, fugazi. It's a woozy. It's a wazy. It's f- f- pixie dust. It doesn't <laughs> exist. Okay. So and I'm sure that's not going to sh- red mark anybody. Well, red flag anybody. For the prototype card, uh, they were- Sam used Bank Corp prepaid cards. So he's like, fuck it. Let's just say Bank Corp because technically it was Bank Corp. So they didn't have permission from Visa. They didn't have permission from Bank Corp. Well, Farkas says one day we got a cease and desist from the Bank Corp Bank. And it's pretty nerve-wracking. So Sam found a law firm called Pope and Dunn. And they were super reputable out of New York on Water Street. Eric Pope 
was this ex-SEC attorney, a smart, witty guy on the phone. He said, listen, I'll handle all your legal stuff, you know, and he consoled us that, you know, you're going to have hiccups, you know, early on in a company. And Sorby says, again, we're on top of this. Okay, we've got the best legal team on top of it. So <clears throat> we sent the cease and desist to Eric Pope. This is Farkas. And what does he do? He says, just take it off your website. Don't worry about it. Just abide by the cease and desist and keep moving. Well, Jacob, the vet investor, he says, I started noticing that things are changing and Bancorp is no longer on the website and the white paper disappears. Well, why is this gone? What's going on here? Where's the technology that you're promising? We have reasons why we don't disclose certain things, okay? We have technology to protect. Our technology is our backbone. Mm-hmm. Without our technology, we don't have a product. Mm-hmm. Backbone, uh-huh. spine. Our goal. You need a spine. The spine connects the head. Okay. Our goal is to not not be transparent because right. we understand how crypto- cryptocurrency can take non-transparency and run with it as a scam. Okay. So we get that. Okay. So he says... <laughs> Can you repeat that one more time? Because he says, I'm not not trying to be pants. Our goal is and then not uses non- to not be transparent. And then uses non-transparency later, right? Yeah. So we'll try it one more time. Okay, here's the sentence. Okay. Our goal is not to not be transparent because we understand how <laughs> cryptocurrency can take non-transparency <laughs> and run with it as a scam. So we get that. What a fucking, oh my God. Well, every, not not. I, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I couldn't That's understand crazy, it. Dude. Everything That's that crazy. we would go back to, like when we get caught up into something, was like, oh yeah, it's great. We have Michael Edwards to rely on for all this advice, and he's really bringing our vision to life here. Okay, so I'm going to go back to reading some of the questions to see what people have been asking. So I'm just going to scroll up. He's in like a Slack chat room. Of course, people wanted to meet Michael Edwards. People would come into our chats talking shit. Just talk and talk. When are you going to have Michael Edwards come on and talk to everybody? Well, we see all the people in the chat. They're like, where's Michael Edwards? Uh, Isn't he supposed to be the CEO? Uh, Mike's the one with the experience. Uh, Present Michael Edwards to the public now or we will hunt him down. Thanks. Your investors deserve to know who's running that company. Well, Popper says, <clears throat> did he work there? Did he go to college? Is there somebody named Michael Edwards who lives in Miami, who is this age, who has this picture? Unknown YouTuber. Where is the alleged co-founder and CEO, Michael Edwards? Well, that's when we really knew that we had to get rid of Michael Edwards as soon as possible. So wait, has Michael been fake this whole time? We see a text exchange between Sorby oh, and Ray. Oh, my God. I've been getting... I was uh, wondering. I don't know if you ever mentioned the Michael Edwards. I've been getting called out. Things are getting too hot. People want to see who's behind the project. I'd rather just cover all the tracks now. What are you thinking? Gonna kill the CEO! <laughs> Gonna kill the CEO. Farkas, stupid mistake. I'm going to kill the CEO. We put out a press release. Michael Edwards, our CEO, died in a car accident. (laughs) It was crazy. It was a terrible car accident. Oh, Oh, my God. God bless the dead, all that, you know, and that was that. 
Where did he say it happened? Well, in Spain. The next thing you know, we see a man sit down in front of a desk and he says, hello, I'm Michael Edwards. Oh. Founder and CEO of Centratech. Oh. And the interviewer goes, um, is that who you really are? And he goes, no, no, that's not who I am. My name is Dr. Andrew Halaiko. I'm pres- professor at the University of Manitoba. Oh, they got a fake? On August 25th, oh, this is boy. him reading, reading, Michael Edwards suddenly left this world. He leaves behind his French bulldog, Stanley, an accomplished career as an investor and VP for Wells Fargo and Chase. He graduated with an MBA from Harvard University, which prepared him for his most recent venture as co-founder and chief executive officer of CenterTech in Miami Beach, Florida. Sure. And then he goes, wow, that's pretty creepy. Well, at least they gave me an MBA. I was well-trained at Harvard. I didn't realize that they'd gone this far. Michael Edwards was never even a real person. Okay, not at all. We just created him from scratch. The photos for Michael Edwards were just taken off Google. We just fucking Googled old white guy. Okay. Oh my god. By the way, they when they when you Google old white guy, you know that meme that you always see with that white guy with a smile on his oh, face, yeah, the yeah, coffee yeah, cup. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yeah. an investor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, they're like, yeah. Hey, this chart looks good. Yeah. That old guy comes up on there. After Michael Edwards was killed off, what we were trying to do is find a new CEO. And that's where we asked my grandfather if he wanted to be the CEO of the company. Wonderful. <laughs> At the time, he died of cancer, so he really didn't care. He was like, fuck it. Yeah, put me up there. So we took a picture, and we had a new CEO. Well, keep in mind, his grandfather looks like an old mobster, okay? He died. He looks like he's in his 80s. He doesn't. He's got one of those like very like pointy, you know, the um, the pointy the shirts, co- the collar yeah. where the yeah. collar is very pointy. And, yeah. And, and very like close together. He's got glasses on that are super dark. They almost look like sunglasses. Wow. And it's literally the worst idea you could ever come up with. Yeah. You know, just grab another fake picture. Okay. Right. Don't use your grandfather who looks like. Uh, pussy, big pussy from the Sopranos. Well, back then, even then, you can do reverse searches. Yeah, but my point is, yeah. just go take I, a fucking picture of somebody on the street. Uh, so Popper calls up Ray, and he's like, look, since we last spoke, you know, the CEO, Michael Edwards, um, his picture's been taken down, and um, it yes. turns out this was a guy from yes. Canada. Mr. Edwards died in a car accident. <laughs> turns out this is a guy from Canada that's not Michael Edwards, and... Uh, you know, I saw you deleted the original profile that he had up. Uh, okay, you see, that's the thing. He wanted to be a ghost investor. Um, okay, but that LinkedIn profile disappeared then, right? <sighs> when, when was that? I'm not, I'm not even sure about that. Well, there was a LinkedIn. This guy's uh, a popper is getting so fucking, like he knows he's patient. He knows he's because he knows he's got the fucking whale right here. Yeah, but he also knows that this guy's pilled up, so he's super yeah. patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, I mean, yeah, he's patient. Uh, I just have one question: where Where are you getting at with the like the end point of this? How many times have they called each other? <laughs> is my question. I don't know, four or five. Okay. So this is not just like one no, no, long no, no, conversation no, 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 that they no, cut up. Okay. No, but they apparently, whenever they call him, it's, he's fucked up all the time. He's fucked up. He probably all does the it time. on purpose. He probably calls him early in the yeah, morning. Yeah, of course. 
Well, Renzel, the uh, ex-investor, the vet, he says, so after Michael Edwards passed, I needed to find out who the new CEO, William Hanger, was. And that's what they gave him as the name. And I researched the founders, whatever I could find. And I started looking into Raymond Trapani and his entire background on his Facebook page. And what's this? William Hang Hanger is actually Raymond's grandfather? So I'm suspicious, and I, I sound alarm in the Slack channel. Is the name different? They don't say that, but I'm assuming these dummies were too fucking stupid to not give them a different name. Actually, it's better, actually. Oh, you think? Well, this guy was able to connect the dots but by I, having but at the least, real name. But at least it's a real person with a real name yeah. and a real this and a real that. All right. So all of a sudden, people are just in the Slack channel screaming scam, okay? And things are getting hot on YouTube. But, the, but so so from the initial coin offering, mm -hmm. okay. Can you just give me? A, I need a small timeline here. Yeah. I need to know he starts the Bitcoin. The, he starts this cryptocurrency ICO. Centra. Before that, before the, from when he like cars. from like when he was talking to this boy and how uh -huh. passionate he was to the ICO. Do we know how long that is? No. They okay, don't, they don't get they don't get into Okay, but then also. From the ICO to like uh -huh. where we are right now, do we know how long that is? I'm guessing six months. Okay. Maybe and, less. And by then, they already have 30 mil in the bank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then from 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 like building- No, they the have hundreds of millions according from, to them. Well, from from so from inception of, of, of the company name uh -huh. to the point that they go to an ICO, do you know about how long that took? No. Okay. Then I'm guessing not long. Not long. Yeah. Not like, like I'm thinking less than six, like six months also maybe. I'm thinking less. Or maybe a year. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. Because these guys don't seem like they can stick with something that long unless it no, hits. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I, it doesn't sound like it took too long. Okay. Anyway. So people are chatting on YouTube and Slack saying this is all bullshit. And Jacob says when that came out, Centratech offered money to take things down. Okay. Centratech offered money to take things down. They're going to the, the trolls and the posters that are saying, hey, if you're going to go in here and say this is fake, we'll pay you money to not say it's fake. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so Wall Street bets. So one of the guys who gets offered to get bribed screenshots it. And then so we're talking about, so we're talking about hex now. Okay, great. Go on. Okay. Continue. So. Every Instead, we'll just pay people to say that it's good. Every day, this is Farkas. He says there's somebody spreading fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and all these trolls were actually turned into central believers themselves. Oh my gosh! So the interviewer says, "What was that by paying them that they flipped, or did you pay them to just remove unfavorable posts?" And he goes, "I don't know about that." <laughs> he laughs at his own shit, huh? Yeah. And this is the documentarian asking him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not the, not popper. No, documentarian. Yeah. We were paying people off all day. Okay. Okay. That's all we did. Yeah. I know. Like Robin this, Williams. I know this is all bullshit, but here, you know, here's 20 grand. Okay. Can you just fucking take this shit down, please? 20 grand. Yeah. They got millions, bro. Uh, that's a good point. So no, I mean the the people they must be bribing also probably have a lot of money too. No, I think they're just morons that stumbled on to the right place at the right Fuck. time. God damn it! God damn it! So, this is why I troll, Chris. I know you're a master Chris troll. This is why? Hey, for for those that are listening, Dave, I uh, Dave was trolling me the other day, driving me insane, and I had to threaten to get out of a car because he wouldn't stop trolling me. 
And so that's our new joke is whenever I'm losing my mind with Dave, Dave will say, uh, do you want to get out of the car? Yeah. Should I pull over, baby? (laughs) Should I pull over, honey? You want to walk out of the car, baby? But the point is this. I didn't realize what Dave was until mm-hmm. he admitted. He said, I'm just a troll. Yeah. I'm and like, I didn't I, understand. I thought he was just autistic, but he does it intentionally. It's, yeah. Well, I do it intentionally with certain people. Yeah. You're one of them. You're a guy, but I thought you were just a total moron. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please. I'm <laughs> okay. just, I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Ray says, anytime, you know, that's in a chat room. You're just trying to get that out of the chat room as fast as possible. All right. You're, you know, this is, he's talking about bribing these people, but he's like, but some people you can just tell right off the bat, they can't be bought. All yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause they're fucking already investing. They got money. In fucking company. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Well, Jacob says they decided it would be better to ban me. So I couldn't spread any more fear, uncertainty and doubt. So I'm extremely angry. These people are awful. And, uh, look, I was a dirtbag when I was younger, uh, more like a Raymond Trapani, if you will. Uh, a lot changed when I went on my first deployment. Now, just so you know, as they're letting Jake do his little monologue, he's at a gun range, okay? Oh. You're like, this is a weird directorial decision. Yeah, it seems like you're so, you have so much leisure time. You're like at a gun range. Anyway, Are you he's going to like, buy guns now too? I went on my first deployment and experienced what I did. I was in Afghanistan. Oh, that's that's got to be bullshit. This is the investor. Oh, oh. not this is the the vet who invested. I thought it was Ray. And he's like changed everything, you know, pretty quickly. We all have to grow up at some point to have something to live for other than money. Yeah, it, it can buy you a lot of things, but at the end of the day, that person that you were in life will outlive the money that you have. And after I got banned, I became obsessed with Centra and yeah. absolutely wanted to take them down. Yeah. And it became this guy. a personal vendetta this, at this point. This guy's the internet right here. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you're like, okay, XVET scammed. They're shooting him, at a, filming him at yeah. a gun range. Yeah. PTSD. Okay. I'm thinking someone's going down. The wrong Maybe line. he works at the gun range because he can't yeah. have any other fucking job. <laughs> Who knows? All right. So um, Ray says, you know, day to day, there would be people making YouTube videos about how Center's doing this wrong and these contracts aren't real, you know. And at that moment, I remember just thinking in my head, like, this is the end of it. And out of nowhere... Fucking South Korea. Okay. So he goes to South Korea also? Can't tell you until next week, buddy. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> we'll pick that up next week, but I do want to share. Yeah. Um, little bone skis. Little bone skis. Little bone skis yeah. time. So <laughs> I did a little digging because I was like, you know, I've been knowledgeable about crypto since 2020. Mm-hmm. And obviously we had a F- FTX, which Failure. was four to five billion, maybe eight, they're saying. <laughs> the largest of all time. That's crazy. Um, where we had, um, what's that Celsius thing that those dorks lost all their money on? Yeah, Celsius. Celsius, yeah. People were getting Idiots. 20% APY by storing their coins there. That went under. People, people, who, people who follow that shit mm-hmm. also... Tried to short NVIDIA, so let's just not try it again. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's good so, to know. Stupid. But then you Bad had, move. You had Terra Luna. Remember Terra Luna? 
That was like maybe a year and a half ago. I know some people personally, friends of friends, that lost their entire life savings to Luna. Look, you can't have two names with the yeah. with the coins with for me. You well, one name. Uh, actually, you're wrong because the <laughs> one of the largest was called One Coin. Oh. Did you ever hear of One Coin? I don't. I don't. I don't count coin as the okay. As so a One word. Coin's legit. Yeah, it's just well, one. Well, this was a scheme that was run by Doctor Ruja Ignatova, and um, I don't know if that's a man or a woman. But they managed to rip billions uh, by pretending to have created one coin, which was a revolutionary altcoin with remarkable blockchain tech. It was a she. She, alongside with her husband, created packages of financial education that people paid for at different membership levels. Right. Well, it was a huge Ponzi scheme. And it was exposed in 2017. And they got away with tens of billions of dollars as well. And the husband and the company uh, leaders, they were invested, but Dr. Ruja went missing in action. Well, as recently as uh, September of 2023, the BBC reported that the crypto queen has been jailed for 20 years. Wow. So, and then there was BitConnect. I'm sure you've heard of BitConnect. I don't remember BitConnect. What do they do wrong? Another Ponzi scheme. Okay. Uh, Billions. Yep. And they were led by Satish Kumbahining. It's funny how all these just get fucked somehow, huh? Some of them them are scams, not all of them are scams. Well, their pitch was they had a trading algorithm, Mm. okay, that couldn't be beat. Mm. So they set up a lending and exchange platform and got their users to buy BitConnect coin, which was known as BCC, with Bitcoin, promising high returns. And then the scheme used old investors' money to pay new ones to encourage more to join. Um, and that crashed in 2018 when it was exposed as a Ponzi scheme. Uh, there was BitPetit. Never heard of this one either. Uh, it was another exchange platform that promised investors high yields on investments. And it got users to invest in Bitcoin for daily returns. And um, it ran for six months in 2017 before it crashed. And now Mt. Gox, you know Mt. Gox. Yeah. So $250 million worth of Bitcoin at the time was stolen. Four fifty. Wow. Uh-huh. I was thinking maybe only from the US alone. Well, it was the top crypto exchange at the time. I know a lot of people got fucked on Mt. Gox and never touched never touched crypto ever again. Yeah. Well they they even to this day. They handled 70% of uh Bitcoin transactions <laughs> at one point. Mm-hmm. So what happened is they suspend withdrawals due to, quote, technical issues in 2014 as authorities then get involved to look into it. Well, it turns out it was hacked and they lost 850,000 Bitcoins valued at $450 million. Wow. Um, they were declared bankruptcy, uh, but nobody got any of their money back. And those, are, those wallets are being watched like hawks. Money has never moved out of them. Apparently. Oh, really? From the story that I know, but I have no way of sourcing that. Well, yeah, Flat Earth Daily doesn't report on Bitcoin and Cox. No. So, Thodex, you ever hear of Thodex? The Turkish crypto exchange Mm. founded by. I know that, but a bunch, I know that the Turks were getting. What year is this? 2017. Yeah, around that time, they also started getting, uh, like, probably some of the same people started getting caught uh, money laundering through Twitch. (laughs) And I think some part of the same kind of ways with like um, just quick crypto, tri- quip. Anyway, go on. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Thodex was a Turkish cryptocurrency yeah. exchange founded yeah. by Farouk Fatih Ozer. Mm. 
So Ozer got investors. Oh, that guy. Uh, and got $2.2 billion from investors. But wow. he promised investors free Dogecoin for putting mm -hmm. their money on the exchange. Right. Okay. So then they're like, this is 2021. They're like, oh, just so you guys know, we got to do a six-hour maintenance, um, which turned into a five-day maintenance. And uh, that's when they just, they're like, we're out. We're taking everything. Later. So he's nowhere to be found. Uh, so how many, he took 2.2 billion? Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's still on the run. Um, Squid wow. Token. Do you remember? I was around for Squid. Mm, no. Nope. Remember that TV no. show called Squid Game? Yeah. On Netflix, it was yeah, a huge yeah, hit, yeah, the yeah, South yeah. Koreans. I didn't watch it, but I know the yeah, references. It was just a pump and dump. So the coins came out. They shot up to like 20. But who was running that? Uh, they don't say. Okay, it's not like the company who made Squid Games. Just, no, it was just somebody that created an altcoin. <laughs> and they ran it up to 2800 bucks and then rugged it. And but uh, how much was the 28? What was the crack? 3.3 million they got. All right, these guys, these are, these are all now we're talking about literally talking about shit coins that I don't could care less about. Well, you know about Cordriga, right? Which one's that? No, that was the Canadian dude. <clears throat> so they did a doc on him. I mm -hmm. watched the doc, but mm -hmm. I decided we weren't going to cover it. Mm -hmm. It was founded by Gerald Cotton, mm -hmm. and he was the only one with access to the private keys holding 250 million of users' crypto. And then he suspiciously died on a trip to India with his new bride, Jennifer Robertson. And in court, Robertson testified that Cotton's laptop was encrypted. She never given the password or recovery key. She was never given. And he was the only one that had access to it. Um, and it's in a cold wallet somewhere. But most people believe that he faked his own death. So, yeah. Quadriga. Okay. So Fine. that's it for this week. How much was that guy supposed to be holding in his in his wallet? Two hundred fifty million worth mm. at the time. Wow! And I want to say that was like two thousand eighteen. Probably. Mm. I mean, good. No, who knows how how much it's worth now? That's pretty fun. Yeah. But uh, that's it for this week. So yeah, good um, episode. Yeah, we'll pick it up next week. Uh, part this guy's two. Fucking scumbag. Uh, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. it's a fun watch. Oh, yeah, sure. Great. So I think it would help our, our audience out if you watch this in between the time we do part two. Wow, you're asking. You're, <laughs> you're the big ask, huh? You come. Okay. You did let me borrow $500 last year, which I did pay you back. I, you did? And, yeah, I, and I'm, borrowing, I'm loaning you 150 well, yeah, I mean, whatever. You don't have to do that. So no, I'm doing it. You're not, I'm no, not. you're 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 paying retard sexual blowtorch because Correct. I don't have I don't have a Coinbase. Because why, Dave? Okay, Coinbase now wants me to give them more extra information. That's how it works, bro. Every year, you you need to take my ID again. No, I don't need to give it to you. I'm okay. not giving you my my ID again. Too bad. That's it. So I just won't have a Coinbase account ever again. So you're willing to not be a part of making money. It, no, I can because, make no, no now because now, money doesn't exist no, in I'm the flat earth. No, because I'm glad that that they did this to me, Coinbase. Because now uh -huh. I can go to the thing sound that, like a victim, Dave. Because now I can go do the thing that I wanted to do, which was just buy MREs. Cold, 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 I already bought the MREs. <laughs> get a cold wallet storage. Uh -huh. Write the thing down with the seed and yep. this, and then put it in my gun safe, and that's it. Right. So it's just going to be you in the garage with the gun safe, the MREs, and a cold storage wallet. And that's how you're going to survive mother, the apocalypse. And my father and my brother. Oh, and guns. And guns. Okay. At least a gun. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. As always. Water purification. Join us on uh, the socials. Give us a shout out. And we'll see you next week with the conclusion of Dave. 
Wow. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Thank you.